pastor asked his congregation one day if they wanted to go to heaven, and if they wanted to go to heaven, to raise their hands. So everybody raised their hands. Yeah, some of you. <laughs> everybody raised their hands as he looked out across his congregation except for one little guy. And he just sat there staring at the pastor, his hands not raised. Well, when the service concluded, pastor's visiting around and he finally sees the young boy in the foyer and he goes over to him and he says, hey, don't you want to go to heaven? The kid said, well, sure I do. He said, well, why, why, why didn't you raise your hands when I asked for hands and for those who want to go to heaven? And he says, well, I thought you were making up a load to go right now. How about you? Do you want to go to heaven? But just not today? Or maybe you're not sure that you're ready to go to heaven today. If Jesus were to return this afternoon, while you're out there on that hike, you'd be ready for that? That'd be a good thing? Yes, Jesus, here I am, let's go. Well, as we uh, look at the scriptures this morning on some of the incredible promises that God has given to us that we might hold on to. You know, we have this great hope of a soon coming Jesus. And that hope is built upon the promise that Jesus has made to us that I'm coming again. Now we can believe it intellectually, or we can believe it and it becomes a part of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we open your word this morning, I pray that you would help us to allow your promises to seep into our soul to make a difference in our lives, to help us to focus upon you, knowing that you are the all in all for each of us. Lord, I pray for your blessing this morning. I pray your Holy Spirit would guide us and bless and that we would hear what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Brad shared Isaiah this morning. Come, come now, let us reason together, Isaiah says, in Isaiah 1, verses 18 and 19. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. What's the next word? Huh? If. That's a huge word. It's got, it, it's got two letters in it. If. If. 
if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. If. God promises us so much. Are you willing to let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself? Are you willing to let that happen? God's word is filled with promises. We need to believe it. We know that we're all sinners. Well, I am. You should know it. Well, you know I am, but you should know you are. You know, Romans 3 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 says, for the wages of sin is death. So we're all in the same boat. But the gift of God is eternal life. Ephesians, the second chapter, in verse 8 it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. God has promised us so much in his word. Webster defines promise as a declaration that one will do something specified. Maybe you've heard this one. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Have you heard that one before? Yeah. God so loved the world gave his son. Well, there's a promise there. There's a promise there. What's the promise? Promise is that you'll have everlasting life if you believe. The devils believe they don't have everlasting life. So it's not just an, in, an intellectual descent to, oh yeah, I've heard about Jesus. Yeah, he's a historical fact. Yes. It's believing in Jesus in a way that changes your life and mine. Changes how we think, what we do. Everything is different because Jesus is my Savior and yours. And he's promised us eternal life. That we would not perish, but have that eternal life. So God's, God's word's got so many promises, so many things. We need to think about that. A pastor in a, in a small district had two churches. <clears throat> it was in Columbus, Mississippi. And he needed to buy himself a new shirt. Like most small towns, 
You didn't have much shopping variety. You didn't even have a Walmart. There was one particular store, McCray's. McCray's where he could find the occasional dress shirt. He found a coupon in the local paper. The coupon gave the guarantee of 50% off all regular priced items and sale priced items. So he took his coupon to the store. And he didn't go to the front of the store where all of the brand new stock was and all the full price stuff. He went to the back of the store where all the sale price stuff and clearance price stuff was. And he, he was excited. And as he looked through the shirts, he found a few shirts his size of the ones he was looking for. Whoa, this is great. And they were already marked off 50%. We got any coupon shoppers here? I have one that lives with me. <laughs> well, those of you who really know her know how true that is. 50% off of 50% off. Yeah. And they still make money. So he took his coupon. He took his 50% off coupon and his shirts and he headed to the front of the store. He was a happy camper. Well, he got up to the counter to uh, ring up his stuff. He put his items on the counter while the sales clerk began ringing them up. Tags were marked 50% off. Then he handed the clerk his coupon. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, honey. 50% off. He looked at her. She looked at him. She looked at the coupon. She looked at what she had already rung up. Ah. <sighs> She said, this coupon can't be applied to items that are already 50% off. Oh, what kind of coupon is that? Said 50%, and he says to her, well look, my coupon says 50% off on all new items and all discounted items. All regular price items and all sale price items, 50% off. That's what my coupon says. She said, well, I'm sorry, sir, but we can't use a coupon on already discounted items. So he said, the coupon says 50% off all regular priced items and all sale price items. She says, well, sir, um, we can't do that. He read the coupon again. 
50% off on our regular priced items and all sale priced items. Well, that's what the coupon says. She said, uh, I don't want, I, I don't want to, to make a scene, you know, here, uh, but that's our policy. We don't do that. So, she states it once again. We do not use or accept coupons for sale price items. He once more said, well, you know what he said. So people are now starting to line up at the counter waiting to purchase their items. So she calls the manager. The manager and clerk have a, a quick little conference and the manager approaches the customer with that customer-friendly smile and that disarming tone and said, Sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the confusion but the coupon can't be applied to items already marked down. The pastor replied, sir, my coupon says that I get 50% off all regular price items and sale price items. Sir, I understand your frustration, but our store policy is to not allow coupons on sale price items. You want to guess what he said? That's what he said. Finally, the manager says what the, po what the policy is, but we are going to make an exception one time because it's clear you're not going to go away. <laughs> the pastor was not trying to be a pain. He was not trying to access something illegally. He just leaned on the counter and uh, held them accountable to what was written. His right to protest was guaranteed by the clause detailed in the coupon. He only held them accountable or the promises that their store had made. He had come there with only, had he come there with only a desire or just a wish, oh, this coupon might work. Oh, it'd be great if it worked. But he read the coupon and it made it clear that it would work. But he came laying firm claim on their promise. Faith is not desire-based. It is promise-based. Faith should not be driven by personal preferences. Our desires can be short-sighted, carnal, or work toward our temporary good. But divine promises are timeless, abundant, and they move us closer to God. God's promises are vastly more unrealistic than our desires. Our personal desires have a point of reference in reality. 
You know, if we desire something, it's because we've seen it or we've had it before or we've held it or we've listened to it or touched it or whatever been the case. Desi divine promises have their points of reference in the impossible. All of our human desires mirror something that we have seen. But God's promises heighten us to a place we have never seen or been. You've all heard these words. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. We've heard that all, all of our life. If you think about that for a minute, think about what you can imagine. Are we able to imagine stuff way beyond believability? Sure, but that doesn't reach where God is. That doesn't reach for what God can do for us. It is beyond our imagination. When, when Christ was on this earth and he performed miracles, that was beyond people's imagination. When lepers came to him and he spoke to them and they were cleansed and they were healed beyond what they could have expected. We have to look at God's promises. We have to look at his word, and it has to be so moving for us that, that what God does is possible, what we think of is, is way less than what God can do. Ephesians 3, verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Beyond our imagination." immeasurably more. Mark, um, nine, when Christ was, had come from the uh, Transfiguration Mountain and then he met his disciples who were trying to heal a boy who had an evil spirit. In that section, the father asked him, you know, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Christ's answer, if you can? The father's without hope. He's tried the disciples. They can't do it. And He's lived with his son and all the problems he's had with his demon-possessed son, and what can he do? And he says, if you can. And Christ, if you can, everything is possible to him who believes. Everything is possible.
Philippians 4. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. All your needs. But you know, what do we need most? What do we need most? We need Jesus. He needs to be everything to us. We need to keep looking up because the world keeps drawing our attention away. We need to keep looking up because Jesus is coming again. We need to keep looking up because the world keeps dragging us away. Our problems keep pulling us away. Our situations keep finding themselves overrunning us, but we gotta keep looking up. My wife's, one of her favorite passages is Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God. When I earnestly consider the promises of God, I consciously choose to walk in his promises more than my preferences. Many of God's promises are conditional. If you do this, I'll do that. Many are meant for a certain time or place. Moses leading the disciples, or leading the Israelites, they've just come through the Red Sea. They've just experienced all of the plagues that fall upon Egypt. They've come through the Red Sea. They're out there. God is trying to guide them. He takes them to Sinai and give, to give them the, the uh, Ten Commandments. And Moses goes up on the mountain and God gives it to him. He goes down and he tells the people. He tells the people what God has said. And it's, <laughs> it's pathetic. So, so Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together. We will do everything the Lord has said. Yeah, talk's cheap, isn't it? Yeah, because a few days later, what are they worshiping? a golden calf. Children's story this morning talked about 1 John 1, 9. If, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
there's that big word again, if we confess our sins. We have to commune with God every day. We must commune with God. We must share with him those things on our heart, those burdens we carry, allow him to lift them from our shoulders. We must communicate with God and accept his forgiveness. He's promised to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In that same context, just a couple pages over in the fifth chapter, it says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. If Christ is all in all to you, he has promised eternity. It's all there. We're forgiven. Forgiven from everything that separates us from God. We miss the mark, though, when we cherry-pick the guarantee without meeting the condition of the covenant. God will do exactly what he says. He pledges life, protection, healing, provision, supernatural abundance, and forgiveness to those who meet the terms. To be clear, he requires the terms not as a means of us earning favor, but our obedience is an outward demonstration of faith. Too often we attempt to make obedience and faith enemies. You know, if I'm being obedient to God, I'm not being faithful. I'm doing it on my own. No, you can't. If you're faithful, you will be obedient to God. If you are driven by faith, you're going to do what God wants you to do. The truth is, obedience and faith are two sides of the same coin. Obedience is faith's expression. Obedience is an outgrowth of faith. The Bible teaches that God cannot lie. The promise is a double-edged sword. It means that we will never, he will never relent his word. It also means that he does not guarantee promises when the conditions are not met. Because in so doing, he would make himself a liar. Our message today requires us to look at the scriptures a bit more cautiously, thoughtfully and carefully. The overarching idea is for us to take his promises literally and to lay claim to them personally. Unrelenting circumstances will try to convince us that the promises of God are a lie. God's word is not the lie. The imposter is the circumstance that will retreat when the believer stands firmly planted in God's word. When we are unmoved because of God's promise, don't retreat, don't vacillate, stand with confidence against today's reality, leaning on the counter of faith and declaring what your coupon says. We long for that day 
We want to be able to be in the garden with God, to love him, to walk with him, to be at peace and safety forever. All things are there. If, he says, if you are willing and obedient, it is all yours. John 14 is his promise to us. As he's talking to his disciples and by extension to us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Yes, God has provided everything. Everything. And so, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. We want to see Jesus come. We will see Jesus come. He longs to be with us He's promised he's coming again, and he's promised that he will take us to be with him. The decision is yours. Do you want to go to heaven? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and for your promises. Help us to live in those promises. Help us to act in those promises. Help us to hold fast in those promises as things around us become more and more disabled, more and more difficult, we are just going to look at you with confidence and know that you've cared for everything. We are yours. We love you. Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name, amen.